just when you thought it was safe to go onto iTunes. This is Next Level Guy. The only website that makes self-development as fun as going to the movies. It's time to take the red pill and escape the Matrix. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Next Level Guy Show podcast with your host Ian Dawson Mackay. Today's guest is Joe DeSena. He's the CEO and co-founder of the Death Race and the Spartan Races, which are a series of obstacle races of varying distances and difficulty ranging from 3 miles to marathon distances. They include multiple challenges including fire jumps, barbed wire, monkey bars and so much more. Joe is also the author of Spartan Up, a take-no-prisoner's guide to overcoming and achieving peak performance in life. In this episode, we discuss why you need to take part in a race and the benefits of taking part, why you need to learn to be uncomfortable again, and how you can use obstacles in the race to overcome the obstacles in your own life. But first, a quick word about affiliates. Next Level Guy has some amazing deals with some awesome companies. To see the exclusive listener deals, discount codes and special offers, Simply go to www.nextlevelguy.com forward slash affiliates. That's www.nextlevelguy.com forward slash affiliates. I'd highly recommend you pick up a copy of The Natural by RSD Max to help with your dating, Tools of Titans from Tim Ferriss to help bolster your mind, and Alpha Brain from Onnit.com to boost your memory and focus. If you want to build muscle and learn to be great in the gym, you also should check out The Lifting Lyceum. That's by Greg Nichols and Omar Uzif. You'll find all the links on the page and so much more. But now to the interview with Joe. Enjoy. For anybody that's uh, you know living under a stone and doesn't know what a Spartan race is, can you tell me who you are and you know what a Spartan race is? Yeah, so Spartan race is basically a military-inspired obstacle uh, course event where you're going to climb, crawl, jump swim and you know basically act like a human being again you're going to sweat you're going to breathe heavy reconnect with the earth might be might be muddy might not and um but it's much bigger than that it's a lifestyle it's a mindset it's been around since since ancient times where um you are willing to push through and 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 get through the tough times have a different frame of reference so when things go bad you say to yourself it's not so bad it's about eating healthy um, you know, closer to a uh, plant-based diet, less processed foods. It's about training with body weight. It's about going out in the bad weather. It's really, it's a lifestyle and a mindset. I grew up in the Highlands, and it's something I love is getting out being physical, and you actually feel like a, a real man again. Can you go into why you think modern-day men self-medicate with drink and drugs and things like that? Is it we've forgotten how to be physical? I think... Um, I think there's one main reason, and that is um, stress, which comes from all directions. Uh, the body was, was um, wired to deal with in a physical response. So, in other words, um, all of a sudden, it's cold and you start shivering. Uh, the lion shows up in the jungle and you start running or you attack it. Um, and today, in the modern world, we've got all these different stresses coming at us in the office, at home, and we don't have a physical response. In other words, it's not a lion when the kid's screaming or you're stuck in, tra- stuck in traffic. There's, no, there's nowhere you can go to um, respond to that physically, right? So, um, so what do we do? We, we, we drink, we overeat, 
we we do things that are that are unhealthy, which, by the way, is a is a negative downward spiral because it brings on more stress, which makes you uh, you know it's a, it's a negative feedback loop, right? Which makes you do more of those negative things, which brings more stress, and it, it's hard to break that. So you really got to face it head on and attack it with, you know, I'm sorry to say it to the audience, but with lots of exercise, with cold showers, with all the things that we would normally experience out in the wilderness. <clears throat> so what do you think makes a good man? How, do you, how can somebody know if they're being masculine and being like a true version of what you would consider, you know, like a, one of these prototype male? Well, how, how would you define masculinity? How would you... What kind of characteristics would a man need to show for you to say that's a good example of masculinity? Well, you, you want resilience, right? You bounce back. You want integrity, right? You want, you know, hard work. Um, I mean, those are the big... Discipline. Discipline, integrity, hard work, re- resilience. you got it covered. And what do you think of things like team games, uh, you know, like uh, rugby, American football, or should we be undertaking like physical activities, like you mentioned, that are more, you know, single person, like mixed martial arts? And, you know, how how can we get to this level of physical challenges again? So, you know, if somebody's sitting on a couch and not done any exercise for ages. You got to do them both. You got you got to do team-based things. You got to help others. Empathy is powerful, right? So... Yeah, you got to get out there alone. You got to deal with yourself. They say adversity introduces a man or woman to themselves. You got to face some adversity alone. You got to face it with team members. You got to face it with people you don't know. Um, we no longer live in a world where we have rites of passage, where we're struggling physically, right? We have we live in a bubble, and the simplest things, uh, ridiculous things, upset us. Um, as I said, you don't have that physical um, response to stress, so. So you gotta, we gotta manufacture adversity in our lives. If that makes sense. Uh, how is that something that you felt was missing when you created the races, or how did you, you know, manufacture your own version of adversity when you were younger? Hundred, hundred percent, it is missing in our lives. And and I ran a construction and swimming pool cleaning business for you know over ten years. And there was nothing like shoveling sand all day or being, you know, I had lots of stresses because I was running a business, but boy, I, I got a chance to physically react to those stresses and carry bricks and sweat and be out there in the heat. It was awesome. And, and um, when I got to Wall Street and I sat on a trading desk, I got hit with all those same stresses, but I didn't have that physical response. So when I started racing and doing Bikram yoga and getting healthy, I thought, man, we got to get the whole first world doing this because it is exactly what's missing, to your point. It, that's a good answer. And, and do you think we've forgotten how to be men? Have, have met modern-day men, are they weaker or poorer than, say, our grandfather's generation? Oh, come on. No <laughs> doubt about it. No doubt about it. Like, not even, not even a contest. Of course. And, um, you know, the, listen... Every generation gets softer. Every generation has a new bubble um, that moves down the chart towards, you know, weaker and and less resilient. And um, in the first world, anyway. And we've got to break out of that. So uh, 
every movie we love to watch. Look at the big blockbuster movies, right? Rocky Balboa. Like he's breaking the mold of how we currently live up against all odds. But, but just go through your mind. Any great character in a book, any great movie, we, we aspire to be what our grandfathers and great-grandfathers were. I mean, is there anybody in particular that you would look to as a role model for your own aspirations of manhood and masculinity? Shackleton. So what is it about Shackleton that, you know, what, what draws you to him? Well, first off, he goes directly into the cold and the darkness and the rough seas. But secondly, he never loses his cool, doesn't lose a man, right? Two years stuck in the ice and keeps the team together. Um, that is powerful, and that's not by accident. That's, that's um, trained and honed and, and, and all the skills and characteristics we've talked about here, right? That's that resiliency, that integrity, that hard work, discipline, and, and applied uh, not only individually, but, but to the group. Um, those, are, those are character traits that we should all aspire to have. And what's, uh, you know, like if you, do you see warning, you know, warning signs in somebody's life? Is it the, you know, that they're starting to feel depressed, they're drinking heavier and more, you know, what, what do you think are the, the reasons most people start undertaking your races? Um, you know, is there a kind of a standard reason they give on the forms when they sign up? I think um, I think people are stuck in their current lives, right? And they're in a cubicle or whatever they're they're doing in life, and they're not necessarily um, happy. And so I think Spartan provides that that buoy in the water that they could attach to and redefine themselves. I mean, we got tens of thousands of tattoos out there because um, they want to be part of this tribe that stands for good, strong things, characteristics, like everything we talked about. And so um, I don't know if that answers the question, but, but I think people are, are, are jumping onto this Spartan boat because it's like-minded individuals, it's community-driven, it's healthy, it's, it's all the things they're missing in their life. Somebody listening to this just now who really wants to give this a shot what pieces of advice would you give to guys to start getting cold and uncomfortable and, you know, wanting to achieve obstacles, uh, overcome obstacles and achieve goals again? Throw out the couch, turn off the TV, start doing burpees first thing in the morning, cut out the coffee and the soda and the processed foods. You know, now that, that all sounds extreme. You don't have to, you don't have to do that day one, but, um, but you need to start making changes in your life. You have to get uncomfortable. And, and um, most people, none of us want to be uncomfortable, but, but that's where the magic happens. So, you know, if you don't normally take the stairs, take the stairs. If you don't normally walk and you take a taxi, walk. If you normally have three cups of coffee, go down to one. If you smoke cigarettes, throw them away. Right? Just, just we're in these negative feedback loops where we just, we, we get these cues, you know, each day and, and we do the same things over and over and, you know, listen, you want the definition of insanity. It's doing the same things and expecting different results. So you want great results. Go out in the cold weather. Go out in bad weather. It's raining outside. Go for a run. You'll feel alive. You know, I grew up helping the lambing during the, um, with the sheep and, you know, going out, racing up hills and sprinting and helping move stock and carrying equipment. And it was the only time I felt truly alive. Now I sit in a cubicle in an office and I it just it beats away at you 
I mean, for somebody listening who's really interested in the, in the race, how, what should they think about? How should they start training for one? How do you start training for one? You walk a mile a day if you have to, you, or you run three miles, or you, you know, you do whatever you have to do. Um, you climb stairs, you do pull-ups, you do burpees, you do you do different things than what you currently do. You got to have some upper body strength, you got to have some stamina, et cetera, et cetera. So, could you give somebody a, a, somebody listening an idea of what what would a race like a typical Spartan race involve? What kind of challenges would they face? If you're going to get out there, the challenges you're going to face are mostly mental, right? That that ability to make that commitment is the hardest choice. And then once you make the commitment, you um, you got to take that first step in that thousand mile journey, and it's going to suck, right? It, it's going to take everything you could muster up physically and mentally, and you're going to want to quit. And somehow, uh, you push through. And when you come out the other side, you are a transformed person. And and the whole process along the way probably got you to lose some weight. It pro- you know it pro- you're probably very scared. I got a, we got a, a race coming up in Tokyo this weekend, and and we got moms here that are just nervous wrecks. They don't they are so afraid to come out. Meanwhile, my, my eight-year-old daughter's doing it. So um, <laughs> it's, really, it's really a mental, um, it's really overcoming that mental blockage more than anything. So there's obviously the correlation between overcoming the obstacles in the race to overcoming them in somebody's life. So how can somebody use those skills? You know, instead of just thinking it as a fun day out, how can they, like you said, use the mental boost and the, you know, over learning the challenges how can they use that to better their own lives how could they use the overcoming the mental what they gain from that in yeah. life so how well well everything that's going to go wrong does go wrong right uh, money leaves you when you need it most uh, your your best friend uh, lets you down uh, your wife uh, walks away i mean everything that can go wrong does go wrong in life and those are just obstacles and so if you could learn, if you could become proficient at dealing with obstacles and build something we call obstacle immunity, you're going to crush life. You're not going to get upset at the small stuff anymore. You're going to bounce back from the big stuff. And, and so these, the, these obstacles are just metaphors for life. Every, by the way, every time you hear a beep, that's just another obstacle coming my way. I like it. I like it. And what um, do you see? Is there a particular type of person that you see best suited to a race like this? A, a human being. We are all able and capable to do this. Another obstacle just came. <laughs> it doesn't stop. Oh, yeah. We are we all able and capable of, of, of dealing with, with these obstacles in the race, and we're all able and capable of dealing with them in life. It's, it's not whether or not the obstacles are going to come. It's how we react to them. And, and we are wired to deal with this stuff. I mean, look, in the old days, we just wanted the sun to come up. We just wanted to not get eaten by a lion, right? We wanted to make it across uh, whatever country we lived in on horse and carriage without a wheel breaking and grandma dying, right? So come on. We are wired to, to do this stuff, but we learned a little helplessness in our current bubble lives that we have. And, and what I'm suggesting is let's unlearn that helplessness. So how can somebody do that? How can they get mentally tougher? And you know, how can we stop this 
life of easy culture? Is it just getting out and doing stuff, or is it accepting our responsibilities in life? I think I think you got to accept um, responsibility, and I think yes, you just got to get out and do it. I think you got to do you got to do the uncomfortable. And is that why we have generations of young kids getting in trouble? You know, is it, do you think fathers aren't giving that portrayal of strong manhood and masculinity to their sons? Well, I don't want to put it all on the dads. I think it's the mom and the dad. Another obstacle. The mom and the dad are um, are both at fault here. Um, I'm I'm trying my best to, to give my kids a resilient environment um, that, that hones these skills. But um, instinctually, as a parent, even for me, right, we want to give our kids a, a comfortable um, a day every day. And, but, but that's actually the wrong thing. I mean, every other animal in the animal kingdom nudges the kid, the, the animal, out into the wild to prepare them for when the parent's no longer with them. We don't do that. We coddle them. You know, I know my kid really should probably go to sleepaway camp or, you know, in some rugged uh, location for the summer. But I want to be with them. So it's so it's selfish. It's selfish on my part. And, and I'm sure a lot of and I'm tough on them. And and I'm sure that's that's the issue. Moms and dads um, are very coddling and protective. So how what advice would you give to, say, like a new dad or somebody who's wanting to connect their child to give them a a bit a boost in life how could they stop being a bit more you know release them into the wild so to speak when when the when the choice is between hard or easy always go hard always go hard wake them up early make them sweat early um give them tough challenges give them give them jobs at young ages make them um come up with their own money you know you got it you always go hard now people around you are going to think you're nuts but um, yeah, I got a friend. I, I got a great story for you. Uh, we'll end it with a great story. How's that? That's good. I got a I got a friend whose dad was ex Green Beret and would push the kids every night after dinner to go down the basement and wrestle blindfolded, and and the two brothers. And the idea was if they could wrestle blindfolded in the dark, that they would become great wrestlers in the light. A little extreme. The mom was very upset. The, the, the neighbors were calling social services. This went on for over a decade. The kids became Olympic-level wrestlers. Now, they didn't earn medals, but they were that good. One of the two brothers became the coach at Stanford University in wrestling. While he was the coach at Stanford, he instituted a new policy where he had neighborhood kids come wrestle with his students at Stanford. One of the neighborhood kids one night said to the coach, Hey, coach, i got nowhere to sleep tonight. Could I sleep on the mat? coach said, Don't be ridiculous. You could stay on my couch. 2 a.m., this kid, who was a neighborhood kid who was sleeping on the coach's couch, remember the coach was one of the two brothers growing up in the basement in the dark, opens the bedroom door at 2 a.m., has a gun, and is about to act a ran, uh, uh, enact a, a random act of violence and is going to shoot the coach. Strips the coach down to his underwear, zip ties him to a chair, blindfolds him with a pillowcase over his head, duct tapes it, and presses the revolver to his head. The coach is obviously uh, beside himself. And the only thing he can come up with is, hey, can you shut the lights before you pull the trigger? And for whatever reason, the perpetrator um, accepts his request and shuts the lights. Well, the coach proceeds to beat the blank out of this guy, disarms him with his head blindfolded while tied to a chair in his underwear, pins him on the ground and calls 911 from behind his back. 
Stanford police break down the door and they walk into a scene that looks like it's Pulp Fiction. There's a, there's a guy on the floor, there's blood everywhere, there's somebody tied to a chair, he's got a pillowcase over his head. They don't even know who the bad guy is and who the good guy is. They call the dad and they said, hey, we've got we to gotta hand it to you. We've been to car accidents, we've been to motorcycle crashes, we've never seen anything like what your son did to this guy while tied to a chair. Kudos to you. So obviously a very extreme example um, for those fathers out there listening and those men out there listening. But, um, but the point is, life is going to knock us down. And we better prepare our kids to deal with it. Yeah, because there's always going to be something bad. It's how you deal with it It's that shows the mark of a man. Can you go into a little bit about your book? Um, I know you've written a great book. What, if somebody's listened to this and you've definitely got some new fans from this, how can you know, why should somebody pick up a copy? What will they get from it? From um, a copy of the book, they will get hopefully a supercharged attitude and go attack life. That's what we're hoping. And do you believe in things like meditation, gratitude, journal writing? You know, is this do you fungal stuff, or is this something that you know that we really should start dealing? dealing? You know, how do you deal with you know your father? You run a business. You compete, etc. How do you manage to jug it all? Um, you know, how can we recover, and how can we look at like being better men in, in that way? I think I think you got like you got to do the hard things. You got to put you got to put yourself. You got to manufacture some adversity, like we said on this, right? We've got to um, we've got to set set up some characteristics that we want to um, uh, obtain. You know, I, I say to people, look, you got to make sure your values uh, and your beliefs line up. So, um, if you believe that you want to be the best dad ever, the best family person, best mountain climber, whatever it is, well, then make sure on a daily basis you you um, you line things up so that you achieve those goals. So, in other words, if you if you want to be a super healthy person, but you think it's okay to drink on Friday nights and smoke, you know, a cigarette or two, well, well, then your actions are not lined up with with the goals you're trying to achieve. Right. So so you should write down um, what the things are in life that you really value and then make sure you act in a manner that that hits those targets. Does That make sense. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, and what are you most proud of in your life? Kids. And um, if you could, I also I call um, the site the next level guy because I, I look at it as always try to find the next level of whatever you're doing in your life to be better and better. <laughs> What do you think makes you a next level guy? What makes you better on it, something than somebody else? Just work harder. It's just not as smart. Just work harder. Just a sort of grit and determination. Well, yeah. what and what would you want people listening to this interview to take from it? What's the the go away message that you want them to th- remember? The go away message would be do the hard stuff. And. I cannot thank you. I know we're really pushed for time, but I, I really would like to thank you for taking this because I know that you know this isn't something that you would normally do. Um, can you just tell people how they can keep in touch with you, look for future product, um, you know, how can somebody look into doing a race and that sort of thing? Yeah, so you can go to uh, Spartan.com to check everything out about the races and so forth. You could email me at Joe at Spartan.com if you. Got any questions? I got an enormous amount of emails. You heard those bleeps uh, coming in, those those obstacles. Um, and 
yeah, we got a couple of books out there you could look up. We've got we've got the podcast. Um, and then maybe maybe uh, you're in, where are you in in the UK? Yeah, we're in Glasgow, UK. We've got a, uh, an event coming up in August in uh, Sky Isle, Isle of Sky. And um, if you've got listeners out there that that want to come out and just see it and get inspired and, and transformed, um, they can be guests of, of mine. So uh, feel free. You could look it up. It's called Agogi. A G O G E. No, thank you, enough, Joe. That's it for another week. Thanks for listening. Absorb it. Practice it. Use it. Until next time, keep trying to hit that next level in your life.